0: How are you now? How are you now? Folks, afternoon game on Black Friday. Your Montreal Canadiens defeat the Chicago Blackhawks by a score of 3-2 in a shootout. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs' Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and I'm a little bit pissed off about that game. Or at least a couple of things that happened in that game. We'll get to it. But the Habs won. You know, which they, they probably should against the Blackhawks. I think they're definitely a better team, uh, but it wasn't without a little bit of drama. So the game was just generally sloppy to get started there. It took a few minutes just for anybody to get a shot on goal. And lo and behold, the Montreal Canadiens get the first shot on goal, and it is a goal. Joel Edmondson jumps into the rush. Beautiful pass by Sean Monaghan into the slot. And Evanson just puts a nifty little tip on it to the short side, makes it 1-0 for the Habs. And that's all she wrote for period one. That was our score after 20 minutes. We go into the second period. Starts with the Habs applying some pressure, but they can't really get any good chances. Uh, the Blackhawks doing a really good job keeping things to the outside. So the quality chances were a little bit few and far between in the second period. Whereas in the first period, the Habs uh, had pretty good chances overall throughout 20 minutes. Now, a Gallagher giveaway. In the defensive zone, Brennan Gallagher gives it away. Caleb Jones coming down on the back door goes far side with his shot and beats Samuel Montembeau, who had been extremely difficult to beat prior to that in this game. He was fantastic. Uh, he was really fantastic throughout the entire game. You can't blame him for that goal. 1-1 is the score. However, the Habs later on get a power play, and the power play has been absolute dog shit lately. We've talked about it on this podcast a couple of times, but it works this time. Nick Suzuki, from his spot, you know, that right face-off circle at the top of the circle, he comes down a little bit lower this time. He comes into the face-off circle, fires an absolute laser through everyone, makes it 2-1 to for the Montreal Canadiens, and that is your score at the end of two periods. The third period did not like the way the Habs played that one. They were very much, apparently, content to sit on that one-goal lead and just try to Play prevent against the Chicago Blackhawks. I would think, you know, against a team that's struggling like the Blackhawks, keep your foot on the gas, man. Just try to bury them in goals. Score nine in the third period. I don't care. You know, I'm not not necessarily worried about trying to lose games at this point and tanking. I don't think they're going to... I've brought it up many times. I don't think they're going to be in the bottom five at the end of the year. But, um, you know, they they really sat on that one goal lead and uh, it ended up being costly. Now, Jason Dickinson... Gets a headshot in on Yuri Slavkovsky's shoulder right to the chin. Knocked him down. Looked like he's concussed. Not really any updates as of me recording this right now, but we'll see. I would expect probably an update this weekend. They do have three days off before their next game, but this is a bullshit hit, and the refs don't call it. And Arbor Jacki, you know, after the whistle, uh, before the next faceoff, he went over there and was trying to get something started, but I don't think Dickinson wanted any part of Jackeye. Um, you know, you throw a hit like that and then you're not even willing to answer for it. So it shows, uh, what coward that fucking idiot is. But anyways, no call. And then Monaghan going down after a loose puck, nowhere near it. Uh, I think it was, it, no, it wasn't Dickinson. It was someone else. Might've been Seth Jones, uh, turned around and sticked him in the, in the chin and they didn't call that either. So we got some game management going on from the officials. You can wonder why I said I was a little bit pissed off at the beginning of the episode there. Uh, but anyways, they do call a high stick on Caden Gooley. Reasonably late in the third period. It was a high stick. It was only something that pissed me off because of what they missed earlier. Again, the hit on Slavkowski, the high stick on Monaghan. Uh, if you're going to ignore those and then make the call on Gooley, you know that's absolutely patently ridiculous. It's clear game management, and it's bullshit. It needs to stop. But my opinion is irrelevant when it comes to these matters. Um, they get the power play. But Blackhawks, that is. And Taylor Radish down in front gets a tip. Moltambo makes the initial save, but the loose puck is banged in by the same Taylor Radish. It is to 2-2, and we are going to overtime. Overtime, surprisingly boring. I found the initial part like they were just having like a bit of a chess match like Caulfield goes on with Suzuki and the Blackhawks win the face off and they're content to just sit in their own zone with it and just fart around until Caulfield and Suzuki get off which they do and then the, the Blackhawks turn it on they send out Kane and Taves and they're they had a couple of scoring chances nothing too dangerous Habs did a good job defending it and you know, but nothing's really happening. It's it's not the the high-octane back-and-forth action that you're used to with NHL 3-on-3s. Then, the Suzuki and Caulfield get back on the ice, and they go down. They're about to get an opportunity on goal, and the Blackhawks, for whatever reason, decided they were going to put five guys on the ice. You can't do that. And, uh, shockingly, the refs actually called a penalty against them. This gives the Habs a full two minutes of 4-on-3 hockey, and the power play goes right back to being shit. Uh, they just can't figure it out. Um, not enough shots. I, I felt like too many passes, not enough shots. They just, I, I think they were tired. Suzuki and Caulfield had been on for most of the overtime at that point. Um, you know, they called a timeout to keep them on the ice, but that extra 30 seconds of rest doesn't really do anything when you're that tired at the end of a game. Um, I, I, I don't know. It was just a bad power play. They didn't score, and we go to a shootout. In the shootout, ah, we get a little bit more entertainment out of that. So. Starts off with Jonathan Tay's beautiful move. Goes to the backhand and scores. Then it's Cole Caulfield. Shoots one. Right through the wickets. Beats Soderblom through the five hole. We're tied up. Up next is Patrick Kane. He misses the net. Hits the outside of the post. Then it's Nick Suzuki. What does he do? He does the Datsuk again. Scores. And the Habs have the lead. Then it's Athanasiu. Deeks. Scores. Now it's Kirby Doc. The final shooter for the Montreal Canadiens. With the game on his stick against his former team, he shoots and he scores. Your Montreal Canadiens win. And win, thanks to a former Chicago Blackhawk. Doc did the whole, uh, you know, let's hear it, hand to the ear celebration to the Chicago crowd after scoring. I thought that was wonderful. Um just loved it. I got a, a clip of it up on my Twitter account, at DrakeMT. There I go, plugging my own Twitter again. If you would like to see it, you can head over there. Um, I also did clip the um, the Suzuki goal as well as the Caulfield goal in the shootout. So uh, plenty of clips to go over in that game. Um, I want to start with, however, that hit on Slavkovsky. I know there's a lot of people who think that's a hockey play. Nothing you can do about it. Slavkovsky's kind of hunched over at that point, but it's not on Slavkovsky to not lean in a certain direction. It's on the person delivering the hit to make sure that you're not hitting up with your shoulder directly into their chin. That should be suspendable. Um, I don't know Dickinson's history. Maybe with a lack of history, it just ends up being a fine. But there there better be something from the Department of Player Safety on that. Uh, Because if you're not going to protect people, then you're setting the message very clearly that you want the players to police themselves. Um, And in this instance, I mean, Jack Eye was over there trying to get something started and they didn't want any part of it. So, you know... (sighs) The league has to do something about this. They can't just sit idly by and allow these hits to keep existing. If you really want to clean the game up, you want to get that stuff out. You got to do something about this. At the very least, give him a fine. I would say that's worth a one gamer. I don't think it's quite in two or three game territory um, because it was, you know, the, it, it was in an area of the ice where the puck was contested. He at least didn't throw, you know, his elbow up or anything like that. But you, you can't hit up with your shoulder like that. It, it would have been real easy to keep your shoulder down low and just drive through. You would have had a clean hit. Again, I don't know what's going on with Slavkovsky. I don't know if he's hurt. Um, he certainly looked concussed. The way he was skating to the bench, he was like blinking his eyes and closing them for, like the blinks were lasting really long, you know? Um, that, to me, usually spells out concussion. Um, no word on it yet, but if he does have a conky, I would expect he's going to be out for at least a week or two. Um, Maybe less. Who knows? It's, it's hard to say with concussions, man. Nobody, I, I don't think even doctors know exactly how long somebody should be out or will be out. I think it's more playing it by ear and waiting until you're symptom-free. So, um, you know, heart goes out to Slavkovsky. I hope he feels better uh, soon, if not immediately. Uh, but it didn't look very good on the ice there. Now on to some positivity, at the very least. Um, player of the game this wasn't was a tough one right it was very tempting to go with kirby dock obviously he got to play hero against his former team in the shootout uh, it was also tempting to go with nick suzuki you know he had a, a pretty solid game scored a great power play goal uh, was one of the most dangerous forwards on the ice as he tends to be but for this game i gotta go with sean Monahan. sean Monahan has been fantastic since joining the Montreal Canadiens. And keep in mind, I'm going to keep reminding everybody, every chance I get, that the Habs acquired a first-round pick just for being willing to take on his contract from Calgary. Sean Monahan had two apples in this game. He had that beautiful pass to Joel Edmondson in the first period to get things going, and he also assisted on uh, Nick Suzuki's power play goal. So that's two assists for him. He's currently on pace for over 50 points this season. And sure, with his price tag, you would go, all right, well, yeah, he better be able to score 50 points. But again, keep in mind, the Habs got a first-round pick just for being willing to take on that contract. Yes, it's maybe a little bit overpriced, but I mean, what are you going to do? He's in the last year of that deal. So they acquired him most likely for the reason of wanting to trade him. Right, hoping that he could regain some of his value and by the time they trade him, if they wait until the deadline, he's not gonna be seven million dollars against whoever takes him's cap. Right? And right now, with the way he's playing, with the way he's producing, you gotta figure that there's gonna be a few contending teams lining up to take him off of Montreal's hands. And I wonder, can you not get, you know, a first plus for Monaghan at this point? I think you can. If he's if he stays even close to on this pace for the rest of the season up until the deadline, I think they're getting a first plus for them. Uh, this could be a real real big coup for the Habs in the rebuild. Because you've already got the first that you got from Calgary <laughs> but that first was kicked into 2024. Daddy, I... You what now? I hear you baby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But Daddy's trying to record right now, so yeah. That's what happens when you have afternoon games. Is uh, you get visitors from time to time. He apparently agrees that we're getting a first plus for Monahan at the deadline. So that's uh, he's he's your player of the game, um, and it's it's a great sign that that he's playing that well. That he could be a player of the game. Um, it's 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 going to be huge for this team's rebuild if they can parlay him into even more assets. Um, who else played well? Samuel Montambeau. I got to talk about him, too. Again, second game in a row where he was pretty much deserving of player of the game honors. Um, wow. He made some saves in that game that were absolutely incredible. Um, I, I don't know if this game gets to overtime without him. I mean, they they dominated the first, I would say. Uh, the second, not so much. And the third, they definitely didn't. They were sitting on a lead. So who knows what happens. Maybe if they were behind, they would have played a little bit harder in the third. But the point being... They didn't need to. Samuel Montanbo was so good. Once again, he made some cross crease saves, uh, like ridiculous pad saves. He was making, he was making, typically hard saves look easy, a la Carey Price. Now I know I've said before, I don't necessarily think that he's capable of becoming the next starter from the Montreal Canadiens. But the way he's played so far this season, you gotta wonder. Like you know, goalies do come on a little bit later in life. Than most players, I think. In order, usually forwards are ready the earliest. Then defensemen and goalies are way behind the other two. Um, who knows? If he keeps playing like this, he might make a tough decision for them in a couple of years when it's time to make a decision on you know who is the starter. I don't know, but you gotta wait because uh, you know there, there could be another game coming up. Next week, where he gets shelled for nine of them, and you go, "All right, well, there's the semi-on that we're more accustomed to seeing the the one that's hot and cold." So far this season, it's been mostly hot. Like you're, I've I've almost been sitting here every time he plays and waiting. Is this going to be the game? Is it? But it hasn't come yet. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's it's working for the Habs. They're they're getting some points that maybe they they wouldn't otherwise get, which you could say is maybe a bad thing for, as far as tanking is concerned, but. Realistically, searching for the next goaltender for this team is also something that they have to be doing. Um, whether that's somebody that they already have, or whether it's somebody they're going to be acquiring, uh, they need to be auditioning these goaltenders as much as possible. And right now, if he's being auditioned, Samuel Montembeau is passing with flying colors. Um, but we'll see. It's it's something to monitor on an ongoing basis throughout the course of the season. Um, aside from those two, Monahan and Montembeau, uh, I mean, I really liked Suzuki and Caulfield's game once again. Um, you know, those two are dangerous. Every time they hit the ice, they're dangerous. It didn't really go their way so much other than um, Suzuki's power play goal, but if, if they can just keep playing the way that they're playing, you know that every other night, it's not going to be every night, but every other night, maybe every third night, they're going to blow up for three or four goals between the two of them. It's, they're that good. Um, and this is what they have to build around. Right. What can you add to create some sustainable scoring around them so that when they blow up every other night or every third night, it's, it's enough to get you into the playoffs. Because on those other nights where they don't blow up, you've got sustainable secondary scoring right now. They don't seem to have that. Right. If Suzuki and Caulfield don't get going like this was a game where they didn't really get going. Suzuki got the power play goal. That's it. But outside of that, they didn't have much. Right. They had a goal from Joel Edmondson. That's it. What did any of the other forward lines do? I mean, Sean Monaghan chipped in. Sure. Absolutely. But you need to build uh, a team up front that can score on a regular basis outside of Suzuki and Caulfield. And that's the key. It's it's working towards that. The good news is they seem to be on the right path. They have a lot of draft picks. They're going to get more. Again, Monahan, I'm telling you, that, that guy's worth a first-round pick from somebody. Um, there are other players as well. You, you never know who else they're going to trade. I think when the deadline comes around... We might be looking at a significant haul in this next draft. And I know, I've I've talked about this probably too many times at this point, a lot of people want to see that top five pick. I don't think they're going to get it. I know that's going to be disappointing to a lot of people, but you have to consider the amount of picks they're going to have. It's going to be a lot. And if their scouting is even close to good, they're going to get really good players in this draft. It's one of the best drafts that we've seen in a very long time. So get excited, Habs fans. Get excited. There's there's reason to be excited about the future of this team. They have good players now, and they're going to have more assets to add better players in the future around the good players that they have. This team's going to be competitive in a couple of years. I don't know if it's going to be two, maybe, maybe three, but it, it's coming sooner than we think. I believe it. I'm gonna cut it off there we're running over 17 minutes and it's a Friday night uh, I gotta take my kid to his uh, archery lesson so uh, we're running yeah over 17 minutes so c'est une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien we are on Spotify Google Play Apple Megaphone I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT drop me a follow I would appreciate it very much Thank you, as always, for listening. We have a three-day break coming up, but we've got some new content coming for you on the weekends as well. So stay tuned. I will have some other things. We're going to cover some CHL prospects this weekend. But until the next Habs game, the bottom six minutes will take a rest. So until then, à la prochaine.